Rocking chair, chair sessions. sessions. With Elisa Di Batista, Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another RCS Rocking Chair Session, Volume 138, with artist Lulu Sanchez. Welcome, Lulu. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to rock with us today from so far away. I know you live in the vicinity, so it wasn't too far. <laughs> How long was the commute? Um, today I was coming from Hialeah, so. On bike or in car? Car. <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness. I know you bike around. No, I was like, please fine. don't tell me you were biking on the expressway no. from Hialeah. No, yeah, it was super beautiful today. Biked over here. It was really lovely. I think the sunset was not rainy. It was like overcast, like with the blues and the pinks and the purples. Yeah, yesterday was nice. Really great colors. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back to the Bakehouse. It's not like you're a stranger. You currently have an exhibit up um, in the main Audrey Love Audrey Gallery. Love Gallery. Audrey Love yeah. Gallery. An exhibition curated by Adler Guerrier. And the title of the exhibition is? Um, Do we know? Do we remember? I'm not sure. Do you remember? Such it's the back. one in the big gallery. It's um, the one in the Audrey Love Gallery. I think it's a very long title. Yeah. Between the legil- legible and the opaque. That's okay. what it's called. She Between does know the it. legible and the opaque. Um, mm-hmm. It's really quite um, incredible how like the walls were put up and everything was really put together. We were so impressed because we had a show in that space and it's not an easy space to curate. It's not an easy space to fix up. It's and just so large, you know. It's large and it has a lot of holes, a lot of walls that are mm-hmm. crooked or whatever. And I think Adler did a wonderful job and your yeah. work looks beautiful in it. Goodness. Well, there's 20 people in the show and I I feel like it, it doesn't feel crowded. No, not at all. It feels very all. cohesive. Like, I enjoyed all the works. You know, I liked... Um, yeah, and you're showing with, like, a lot of really, really amazing it was artists. It really special. Yeah, and it's and been nice. It's been up for, um, like, through the through the fair season. And, yeah. Um, I believe soon there's going to be um, a panel talk yeah, type um, thing. And then closing. Cool. Um, I think it's coming mm-hmm. up, uh, I believe, next week or the week after. Yeah. Adler Guerrier is going to be in conversation with one of the artists, I believe, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we still have people come in, you know, wanting to see the show. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, really great to have around. Um, how did that, um, you know, how, how, did you, how did you, do you want to talk a little bit about the work that is in the show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just rocking in the chair. Coming down. <laughs> These are the things I'm worried about, like messing up the information of like the things that make up what I do. There is no um, wrong answer. Uh, but yeah, the the pieces in the show, um, like we were just talking before we started recording of like kind of the age of pieces sometimes, um, and so is the case, and also of making work for shows like yeah, from the time specific. you know that they're happening. So yeah, that piece definitely combines those two approaches. Um, I have, it's a two sculptures, um, three pieces, one piece. Yeah, there's I, a I hanging. Know, one is hanging from yeah. the ceiling that's really, really beautiful. So there's a hanging and then there's two pieces on the floor. Mm-hmm. So one's hanging from the ceiling, one's on the floor just sitting. Um, and they're both painted. Like they both have a painted surface, 
and they're both um, they're carved. Uh, I've been told they kind of resemble ceramic, but because they have like a glaze, um, but they're carved and like the hanging piece came out of the piece on the floor, so it's kind of like a pod and and the shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually made the the shell was like the remnant of me initially making the hanging piece, which looks like a teardrop shape, mm-hmm. um, which I had, um, you know, thought of for a while with uh, the intent to paint something on a teardrop shape of that size. So I sculpted that. The remnants were there and they became incorporated later. And uh, yeah, I sculpted the teardrop and it sat for, it hung. <laughs> it hung for like in the shell, just protecting it uh, like for probably a year. <laughs> um, because what I wanted to paint on it before was, it was about something and like I, I moved past it without needing to paint that image. And I think the image that's on it now is like, uh, it has a figure that's like floating in the ocean or it's like reflecting the figure from below. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're definitely letting go of something and I definitely let go of the image I was initially gonna paint on it. Mm-hmm. The remnants that you left below, sure. I'm very curious. Um, as you said, like the hanging, hanging piece was, basically what was like just marinating for a year you were thinking about it and would have paint on it but then the the bottom piece is you hold on to supplies and materials as you create certain things and then afterwards sometimes you're like oh wait well i could incorporate this mm-hmm. this way or make something like how's how's that process for you in, in sculpting and creating do you yeah. always hold on to your pieces or do you just always make new things as you go um no definitely like hold on to the remnants try to make use of everything you know be scrappy one of the swampy uh, Ten Commandments, like recycle, use, recycle, recycle, scraps of other people's artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there, Tabini. Yeah, it was a scrap. I mean, it's styrofoam, carved styrofoam, which I grapple with, like my use of that. But it's always been like in a scrap from something else, uh, and. Um, it had a buoyancy which to it, which uh, I wanted the teardrop to be buoyant. Mm-hmm. So maybe when it comes down from the show, we'll take it to float, kind of like a buoy. In the water? In the water. In the Actually ocean. You do a video or something? Are you going to do a video? But the scrap, yeah. But it might be too heavy now because I kept layering plaster. Mm-hmm. Lost touch of its buoyancy. lightness. You never know. Um, yeah. Artworks do that. Yeah, totally. Uh, but the, oh, so you did, the shell mm-hmm. Sorry, you did came. So you did the... There's a core of styrofoam and then you put plaster on it to make it so smooth? Yeah. And and on top of the plaster. Yeah, to give it a, like a rigid shell and mm-hmm. like smooth. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so it's funny. It's kind of like it's a carving process. I mean, compared to stone or... It's not... You're not building. Well, you, you take away and then you add. Mm-hmm. It's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Um, but the shell... Yeah, it's... You turn it on, it's like, access, a, yeah. like on an axis, because it was that kind of shape. 360. Um, yeah, we got to keep the pieces. And yeah, they came back into play. I did really appreciate the form that came from them. Um, and it was, it was as I returned from 
visiting Costa Rica that Adler asked me to consider being in the show. And we just briefly spoke about um, that trip because I had just gotten back. I think we t were talking at um, at the Art Center on Lincoln Road at one of the Ulai opening. Yeah, at Ulai Arts now, yeah. And I was just talking about the trip and he said, well, think about, you know, maybe you could make a piece about that for this show. Super, like, nice and casual. And I was just like, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> the simplicity, like, can just floor you when someone is extending an offer of inclusion. It's, it's like, it was, it's nice. yeah, it was nice. So I was able to approach it and, and I thought about this teardrop because it had been some time and... And it was the right moment, I think. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things pan out like that. Yeah, and and then I real like I had a realization that the the shapes of the shell um, were the same shape as the shell of the leatherback uh, sea turtle, mm -hmm. the paulas. From like, in the area I was in, was like a protected oh, shoreline for those animals. So it was funny how it just kind of like. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> what was this shape that... And then I just came from this place where, you know, it's depicted in areas and... Actually protected. It kind of is like this... And I'm interested in... My work has engaged with, um, like, abstractions of, tour, of like, tourism or different, you know, psych... I'm not going to say psychological, but, like... Um, like that position of a tourist and how it affects and like all of the ways you can interact with being or not being that here. So then in the place I was visiting, it's, it's like a present, it's kind of like a mythology also. It's like a really significant creature. Um, and it deals with like fantasies and pleasure and the eggs, like an aphrodisiac and mm -hmm. the the drop kind of it had like just there were a lot of things cross bouncing tied into formal it formal wise but then but also aesthetically yeah. i i also feel like i love when that happens that a curator also has a sensitivity of like asking you at the perfect time for something that maybe was pushing you a little too because it, you know you still had to finish the work right you mm. still had to you probably had a deadline or something that you had to you know push yourself to get it but i feel like i sometimes when that comes together that's a really that's a really neat thing you know oh yeah it's, it's a like symbiotic relationship yeah it's just has to happen yeah it's like this it's it's like the nicest way of like being included in a show i feel like sometimes i feel like um you know having to make a piece for a show is also like um a struggle you know or can be a struggle last time i know um well then you realize like oh, i wish i had more time for this but you're like Was I really getting any closer before? No. Yeah, yeah. And know Michelle Weinberg, when she asked us to do a drawing for her studio show, right? She did this great uh, exhibition in, at the Hollywood Art and Culture Center about artist studios, right? And I haven't been drawing in like forever, you know? And I was like, Uh, what am I gonna do? But then I started to draw and draw dreams, and and like ended up with this drawing for the studio. And I know uh, Lisa really came lovely. up with a really mm -hmm. beautiful piece too, and and it was like something that I would have never guessed 
doing but then I just did it for that show and it was really interesting you know the exertion of pressure I feel like helps sometimes it really helps it's like a cook like it helps it's like a taste of school it's like an academic true it's an assignment you have a deadline you know some a lot of artists are not like that and I really admire people who are like have a different prolific Mm -hmm. level which maybe I and then I say that and people are like no you've got it like you're doing it thank you but I don't (laughs) You're like, I don't feel like um, it. But yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm almost, I'm like five years out of school now. But I still feel like it takes some time to, to actually. Or like even if you've, yeah. Let's talk um, about school. But it's also like five if years. If you've gone through that, you st- like it is like a, it's like a, it gets hardwired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's good things about that and there's bad things about that. But also five years out of school that you've spent like more than half in still in New York, right? So it's yeah. recently that you're also back in in Miami and back in this community yeah. and like, you know. Can't have a studio, yeah. can't make more work, yeah. Yeah. Not have to work no. to pay your rent all the time. Yeah, I mean, I had, I was there. Yeah, I graduated like in the middle of the, of a school year. So I stayed through the winter. Yeah, just trying, just, I was just like assisting a couple artists, like balancing, assisting like three people. So that's hard because. Back um, and forth, scheduling. Yeah, back mm-hmm. and forth. And then it was like a, it was like maybe eight months after school that I finally, like, I found a space that I could share with some, or a friend found a space and was looking for someone to share. And we went in on it together. And that was in like a space run by these three artists that had, um, just done their masters at Hunter. Oh, cool! And they got this building, and they they built out all the walls. Like I was there from the beginning, nice. so it was nice. It had this like community, but and I understand they have their reasons. But rent still raised each year, and I stayed there for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Built it out, but yeah, you just don't have as much time as you can have here mm-hmm. to be in the space the space is more accessible so it's been really good yeah and yeah being more integrated there was like like I had a life I'd been there for since 2011 that was like it's crazy that's when uh, I got there Lulu I never uh, ran into you <laughs> you were in New York at the same time yeah 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 by the way you yeah, went to you know you're not as it's there's so many other more little pockets like here. So many pockets yeah. and neighborhoods and. But you were in different schools. You were totally. you were at Hunter, right? I was at Cooper Union. At Cooper, Cooper Union. Union she was at you Cooper were at Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I went over there sometimes. Were you at the BFA floor, or the MFA floor? No, I went to the library. Oh yeah, we have a nice. There? We have lots of different libraries. Yeah. I feel that's the one good... thing that was nice about New York. I've been to the Cooper Union oh, Library, which really is good... amazing. We have a library. Interlibrary. Yeah, great library. Interlibrary connection relationship. Yeah. So Both. I think that's one thing to be said about the university. Like the cool mm-hmm. thing about the institution is that you can share knowledge and you can go back and forth. I think I even went to the NYU one, which kind of looked like. I spent so many hours in there. Didn't library. it look like Gringotts? It was like insane. It was like so like majestic and the floors and kind of majestic. Cold and, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really open 24 gorgeous. hours. Yeah, And everyone is or allowed the, to go the there? The basement floor is open 24 hours. The rest of it closes at 2 a.m., so if you're still... Kind of like, struggling. Citing your sources, you can go into the basement and, like, try to find an outlet. and <laughs> Somewhere else, a lifeline. It's so funny. But so it's basically yeah. open to the public or just on, to other students that are from no, other No, it's like NYU and then 
Uh, a few art schools have like that relationship. And then, oh, yeah. schools have the relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's cool. But how was Cooper for you? Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, oh, just yeah really the good. school, but the city also yeah. moving up there. You were young when you went up there, right? Eighteen, right out of right high school, after, right out of high school, right after, right out yeah. of dash. Right after designing yeah. architecture senior Ooh. high. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Awesome one place. of the best high schools in the, in the country. country. I've been so lucky. School is great. Mm-hmm. School is a cool thing. What um, do you feel you gravitated yeah. towards for, like in, in Cooper? Did they let you pick different things? Did you specialize in I an got area? The, I always got the impression. I mean, they're very mysterious, right? Like before you, people feel like they don't know anything about it because they don't advertise because they're not a. True. You're not a customer which is changing, but, and then you get there and, uh, yeah, the foundation, and I'll, I want to talk about this because if any young people are listening, which is the goal of this apply, whole program on, is to educate the public, yes. Some, you know, like, and it's a great application process because it's really challenging and like thought provoking the home test. So it's cool to do if you're just trying to have cool like assignments for yourself. Uh, the foundation year is like more guided and then after that um there's no major so you're choosing your classes um according to what you yeah so essentially you could have four different you have four different studio selections each semester nice and then your academics which you share with um the engineers and the architects so they're they're not like academics for artists but um for everyone together General. And you're intermingling with the other disciplines. Um, I I always took s- sculpture and photography, so I moved through the different levels of those classes. But um, I t- was able to dip into printmaking, sound, video, nice performance. I took drawing. I took like a half semester. I took one semester of painting. <laughs> um, even though before college, like I was painting didn't paint at all in college wondering why i did that exploring now but why not <laughs> uh, i just i wanted to be in the shop the shop technicians were the people probably i was learning the from the most yeah. yeah no i mean the i felt like the professors in the studio classes which are essentially critique classes we're not going over especially in sculpture they were there to challenge you and discuss what you were doing. Why yeah. were you doing it? Mm-hmm. Just say crazy sentences that you'll think about for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Scenarios or cry about, yeah. Which I like. Yeah, like got to study with Nikki Logis, nice. Walid Rod, wow. Doug Ashford, Dennis Adams, um, many other people. Sharon Hayes, super good Amazing. selection of people. Like, boom. Anyways, but yeah. Take that with you. So it's a great place. And even though, like, while I was there, um, there were the students were like in big, uh, basically had to organize and defend the mission of the school because uh, members of the board of trustees claimed we were in this financial emergency and they had to charge tuition. And you look deeper, and the group, um, Free Cooper Union, uh, produced their own document, The Way Forward, which was a, was a different um, different outlook, a different way forward that didn't include tuition. Um, and eventually, even though they moved forward with charging, um, 
according to the attorney general of the state of New York who came in and did their own investigation because the community was so uh, persistent with their thing. Cooper has to be free within 10 years. I mean, they still have to figure it out internally, but um, it was ruled like that is the right, you know, the students and the teachers were like on the right side of history. That was the mission on, of the school. End of the law. Yeah. So, is it like that went that went on like my whole time there, like literally yeah. from the second month, and until after I left. But it was like in my, it was in my third year where they said we're charging. Wow. After 150 years of being surprise. Wow. And I mean, and now we see, like, it's not a sustainable model, and why they would want to join just on the precipice of like. Everyone all, else, all of it falling yeah, apart. Yeah, um, it really makes no sense. They're mm -hmm. stupid. <laughs> and it's a public school or it's a private school or do you know what the? It's private legal? college, but it's um, they have chari a charity status. So it's a non because every student mm -hmm. received a full scholarship. Yeah, I understand. For 150 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, I mean it was it was founded. Um, for working class people mm -hmm. and women, people of color, immigrants of lower Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's important for it to be, what obviously there's some be, people yeah. attending who, if it was about need, would be paying. And they portray that as like an okay alternative, but it still doesn't it's not um, what it was intentioned to be. It's not what it's intentioned to be. And, and like, especially if it was like free for 150 years or like for that amount of time and now you're like... It was financial like mismanagement. Yeah. Intent. That's what it we sounds like. We believe like intentional. Yeah. Intentionally, slowly like picking away at the, mm -hmm. at the endowment, mm -hmm. which was impressive. I mean, you know, if you think Alumnus back always to the time that it was founded. Stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You survived and graduated. Well, I'm, that's one thing I'm trying to do this year is to host a Cooper Union alumni. Maybe I shouldn't drop the ball. But well, well, it, it, I'm just TBD, talking. TBD. Uh, TBD. <laughs> Brainstorming. Maybe. I've gotten some good like response from the... You should I, totally I think do it's it. really important to do that. Trying to do an alumni yeah. association um, like show and event mm -hmm. at Swamp Space. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I get the emails and there's listing all the events happening you know in different cities and miami's not on there I'm like why not why not yeah let me say if you would like to host so i got in touch and so i need to reach out to all my alumnus there's a lot of people i mean even a, a friend of my parents like he was kind of like an uncle always growing up um bill lane mm -hmm. who's architect he did the landscape architecture at south point Park. Wow. Super cool guy. Um, so I'm hoping to like maybe join with him and have it. I want it to be really intergenerational and like interdisciplinary. I don't know. Totally. If, like, I don't know people who would be interested or want to participate. I don't know if there's any engineer alumni in Miami. Maybe you'd have to reach out. out. I'm sure they know the alumnus association. Yeah, I'm trying to, to tease out, out like, can you give me an email list or do I have to that's find all the people in charge of that? That's what, I, that's what I got from mm -hmm. San Francisco Art Institute. Like mm -hmm. I'm the alumni 
coordinator basically for Florida and mm. and they uh, as a coordinator you know I get the email list and then I can email everyone directly when there's something going on I usually because there are always new alumni so usually you introduce yourself like over and over again you know yeah I mean there's kids you younger do, than yeah there's both directions yeah and That's I think exciting. it's really, really important because I feel like sometimes, especially when you come from like New York or, or also like San Francisco, like the bigger cities, and you come back to Miami or you come back to Miami for the first time, it feels like, oh, there is like no network, you know, from like your or like earlier you leave it behind or career, something. But. Yeah, or for your earlier, what you had built up before. And I think it's really important to keep that going and yeah. get to know new people and like build mm-hmm. that, build yeah, that Yeah, or support. like finding commonality or like in, you know, giving the ideals of the school, like giving them legs yeah. into your practice and and sharing that with people. And, and it's also just really refreshing. I feel mm-hmm. like if I, if I run into SFA alumni again to talk, you know, the, it's like every school has like a spirit of the school, you know, where you just talk the same language because you went to the same school. You just so true. understand each yeah. other, you know, and it's like, and I think it's really good to foster that as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I haven't found yet um, an SFAI associated gallery owner, you know, like yeah. we are looking also for the 150th anniversary of SFAI. Mm. For um, or 125, yeah, both very old. Very old school yeah. too. 125. I think Cooper Union is older. Wild and free. Yeah, really. wild, very wild. <laughs> but so we are and also looking also, for a space to they to were show. also free. SFEI. Yeah, I did not know that. Or were they like very? They're not free anymore. No, in California. Mm-hmm. Did they? No, they're not now. But they were. I didn't. I I, I don't know that about they that. Were. You'd have to it's look possible. into it. Or they were like very. Mm. Maybe affordable. Scrap that. I don't mm. know. I don't you have mentioned the, the word swamp mm. two times. Let's talk about growing uh, up as a swamp child. You were born here mm-hmm. in beautiful Florida. Am I yeah, correct? yeah, I was born here. Miami, born and raised. Miami Beach. Um, to two artistic parents. Yeah. How was that growing up? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be normal. No. Um, it's you know I don't know anything different. I guess they're you know was the recognizing eventually that what I had at home was unusual and special. special. Yeah. <laughs> special. <laughs> um, really fun. No, and I'm so grateful that, you know, I can, like, have my parents in my life now and... Ask them questions. Talk or... about everything. Yeah. Oh, they were... I will never be as cool as them. <laughs> The world will never, like, be... As cool as it was back in the day. (laughs) They have amazing stories. Yeah. And they were able to do so much, and I think they were just so many amazing people. Like, they know that they were very blessed, and obviously a lot of those people are not here anymore from New York and downtown in these villages in the 80s. It was like pop art exploding. They were just having crazy tiny nightclubs where they had amazing themed events every night. (laughs) Almost every night, I've seen the calendars. It's like Monster Movie Club, some other, you know, Astroman and Astroman. And then they have like, yeah, a lot of themed things. You know, everyone was like, 
engaged in like this performative way where you were showing up and you were dressing up and you were dancing and you were forming bands left and right, kind of half-baked great ideas and and it's all immortalized in these like print ephemera and like a little bit of video here and there and being able to look at that stuff and you know having like tons of it's yeah our family is small or like you know we're just it's me and my parents it's the living history though to be able to enjoy that all their friends are like the kind of extended aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. Because I didn't grow up with much, any family, really, in Miami. I, you know? Really a tight unit. Like, two tias and, like, abuela. That's <laughs> it. Um, everyone else was, like, far away. So, well, even their friends also far, you know, they were either still in New York or Other different cities. places kind of scattered. But um, they drag as you to they the would studio? visit, it would be... What? Sorry, no, you finish. As they would visit, you know, it was all these... It's kind of like this rotation of characters. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I was just going to bug you. I was going to say, did they drag you to the studio? Would you work on the floor? Like, what was it that oh. first? Like, what kind of stuff did um, you get into growing yeah, up? Yeah, I definitely grew up in a studio. Because um, both my parents worked um, for my godfather, Kenny Scharf. If anyone didn't know that. <laughs> I rep it uh, here and there. Which is, I mean, psychedelic studio... And his two daughters, you know, like we were all growing up together. They moved down here from New York, just like as I was born. Um, and so I was in the studio. Yeah, first on Española Way. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I recently found out, I didn't, I knew that they had the studio on Española Way when I was little, but I didn't realize how soon I started going there for every day, like two weeks after I was born. <laughs> We, like, I had a nanny who would help, like, you know, s- stroll me around, like, Washington Avenue from 8 a.m. to noon, and then I would feed, <laughs> and then we'd go home, but, yeah, that was, um... It started young. I was impressed when I heard that. I was like, wow. Um, which, yeah, that Espanola way was, like, studios, and then they were North Miami, so then we were there, um... Until I was like seven, when yeah, Kenny and his family moved to LA when I was like seven, mm-hmm. if I'm getting that right. But my parents wanted to stay here. We had my grandma here, and yeah, I'm I'm glad they stayed. Yeah, I think they're glad they stayed too. Did you start helping yeah. out in the studio, or would you get like um, side projects of things to do, like to entertain yourself? Hmm. Well, it was very little, you know. I think I was more like running around. Well, also Kenny would make the closets, like these Cosmic Cavern. Now they're called Cosmic Cavern. You can see one at um, up north yeah. that we just put up. We were helping um, in Fort Lauderdale at yes. the NSU Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, the show with Bonnie Clearwater. Oh, it's up. Um, it's up right now. Because she was at when she was at Mocha North Miami forever when Kenny had the studio there and so she um, brought him in on that mm-hmm. that's a great show um, so yeah there was toys involved in those which it wasn't so much that I would get toys as I would lose toys <laughs> to the artwork but that's fine <laughs> but they would be you know things were always painted everything was 
everything was like encrusted. It was a lot of dress up. I think maybe I was more performative as a child. I was like putting on shows. I was definitely always drawing, but I was, I found little old artworks and little like chipmunk dioramas. <laughs> the little toys uh, to get into school. But we put on shows. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like Dash. Body like paint. Your <laughs> body paint. What kind of portfolio did you have to uh, prepare for that? To enter for that Dash? Or yeah. For Dash? Well, um, and was it yeah. always clear that you wanted to go into art? Like that was just, you saw it and it was like, oh, was it just. I didn't have these adult, you know, like, uh, like uh, my, we didn't have like lawyer friends or doctor friends or like everyone was just some other weird thing that I didn't even know what they did. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to do art. I was like the one in first grade at recess with my composition notebook, like sitting in the shade and drawing. And they're like, you have to play. I'm sorry, I just hit that. Um, and you're like, yeah, I want to draw. Doesn't mean I don't like question it to this day, but. Would you be a good accountant? Lawyer. <laughs> Nurse. I, no. Secretarial? I th No. But astronaut. NASA is looking for new people. Yeah, but you have Not to have your master's. Mm. They require for master's. NASA? Yeah, and mm. for the first time ever, like in physics or like some kind of STEM program. Oh. But what mm. I was going to say in terms of like this performative calendar thing every day, getting mm -hmm. into like putting things together, do you feel you carry on that torch with what you, for example, mentioned um, in potentially reaching out to like alumnus from Cooper Union or even in things you've put on yourself since coming back from Miami? Do you want to discuss mm -hmm. that a little bit, like putting shows together? And that energy of like putting on um, exhibits. Yeah, I enjoy doing, and I will say the uh, one other thing I could be is an archaeologist. Okay, that was always another interest. Mm -hmm. So there's still time for that. There is still time. Um, I think I mean I have a much quieter approach to whatever orchestration I am to get involved with. I definitely like to do it with others, and maybe I'm kind of like in the background. Like a puppet master. Like, I wouldn't say that I I pursue being a complete, um, like, spearheader of shows or things like that. But I really like to work with someone on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Swamp Space has been um, a collaborative effort since I've been back. But I also, ref you know, I refer decisions to the... Magician, <laughs> someone called him that once. Um, the Swamp Father. The Swamp Father. Yeah. Um, no, but we 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 have great like powwows where we're like, what's gonna happen in the next six months here? You know, what's gonna happen in the next year? And it's a combination of setting things out, long term, mm -hmm. short term things, allowing things to happen like naturally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sharing like what we've seen that we really like, um, you know, how we see things being done and how we want to do things differently, things like that. But I did, um, when I was in college in New York, I lived with um, two really close friends for a number of years and they lived together before and after, so it was like we had this thing and um, it was more a curatorial project on their part um, called Hosting Projects. Um, which developed out of our apartment, and we we hosted weekend residencies, <laughs> where a friend would come and 
stay over for the weekend. And we had like already cleared out the living room, like of everything. And they would make a show and then we'd like invite people to come see. Um, because the apartment was, it was built kind of like a model home or like someone who, we were told it was like an architect or someone who made drywall features. Oh, nice. So it had all these like, I say like too much. That's okay. <laughs> I know he's judging. Had all these drywall features, like portholes. It was a brick wall that had like a drywall coming out of it. So kind of lines popping in, weird windows. Like they had built walls that had windows and holes and shelving that was space. made of drywall. Really not, well done. So perfect for a gallery perfect. space. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah, but so they would kind of organize it and I liked being there. Then I was maybe more hand, like they were more head on with the artists and I was more hands on. Mm -hmm. um, installation and stuff? Yeah, installation and stuff, which to me it's, you know, you're still making thoughtful, you're making thoughtful decisions or you're, Definitely. you're there to like encourage them or come up with solutions Advice. when you're in this like new space. Mm -hmm. Sorry, totally. we're in this new space. So that was another kind of organizing project. Yeah. Um, What's it yeah, like being back? Being back is good. Well, so last Basel in Swamp Space, those two friends came. Oh, and cool. so they curated the show that we had um, in 2018. Right? Nice. Not this one, but the one before. The previous. Mm -hmm. um, which they were building a show around me making a piece and then two other people. Nice. Um, so that was a good... That was... A, a couple months yeah. after I moved back, it was I came back in September, and we had that in December, so it kind of gave me, I had that to work with, which was familiar and kind of like from another place. It was someone I went to school with and another person nice. uh, who I'd known for many years. Um, so it was great to show with them and like, and bring their work to Miami, I think. Cross-pollination. Yeah. Totally. Well, Diana's from West Palm. Oh, nice. Marcel's from LA. Not too far away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was curious because um, I think it wasn't on this occasion, on another occasion, we talked about like space and being able to like make things that are larger more so than like you would in New York City. And also, like you mentioned, the time, um, mm -hmm. sometimes even like the budget for buying materials and stuff like that, it goes a lot further mm -hmm. down here than up north. Um, have you? Do you feel like you're back home? Is this like a pit stop? Like, why come back to Miami and not some other major mm. city in the U.S.? Mm. My, I think Miami's really special. And, I mean, you know, we know how it is in the traffic or whatever, but I think it has, like, less bullshit than some other places and it's just it's really rich like there's a lot I don't know or I feel like it's really rewarding when you feel like you know Miami deeper because yeah. you know how like how um, how little so many people consider digging deeper into it totally. like people from elsewhere always said touristy like sites a, yeah you know trying to be some kind of ambassador of Miami in other places and I did feel like there was only so far I could get in some conversations or like in certain reception of my work where it would just get written off like oh 
I'm so Miami. Like, make Miami work. <laughs> like, it's so much more than that. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like that's also uh, changing, right? I feel like... I don't know, Miami had also the reputation. I remember when I first came to Miami 2014 after I graduated to do a performance, everyone in San Francisco was like, what? And you're gonna go, right? Like, I, yeah, I was yeah, invited. People, of course I'm gonna go. Are you crazy? People don't believe you know? that you're gonna it's like, leave. Yeah, it's like, what? You're gonna, you like, I was just going to a performance festival. Like, what? You're going to Miami for a performance festival? Like, everyone <laughs> would show up for our Basel, but then that's about it, you know? But I and feel like... And these are smart people who pride themselves yeah, on being very thoughtful very to all, all, like, you know, very different liberal, stuff. Very open. open. So like, easy to dismiss yeah. this place. But I, but I feel like it's also changing because people have to leave the cities the big cities because mm -hmm. no one can afford to live there anymore you know so they are moving out of the cl the, yeah. the, the cluster cities you know I mean, and we're a big city but it's still like so sprawling yeah. and so country yeah it like is. in so many places yeah. and yeah i was like less motivated to like defend miami and like i just i'm more inspired here yeah i was in a place i wasn't from and like you can only, New York's kind of keeping up a wall and you can be motivated by that and and like, you know, throw bricks suck bricks. off the juice of like slowly being more New York. Suck the teeth of knowledge and like yeah. garbage juice. I don't know. None of it bothered me for the longest time. The cold, the train, the room being like the walls. Small. I can touch the walls. Coffin. Um, when did it hit you? You're like, no. And all of a sudden, I was like, I just couldn't get warm. I don't know. It was. I was opposed to coming back for a long time. Something changed. Um, and I wasn't opposed. It wasn't that I was so motivated. But now I'm seeing like, that there was a motivation there because... Yeah, rather than feeling like misunderstood or like I was trying to communicate something to others that they, they just wouldn't understand. I was like, this is something that I can thrive off by immersing myself in and that's more important mm -hmm. for growth. And you can be, you know, you're outside. I think sculptural practice, just being able to like have a hose and like have the ground. <laughs> And have the space and, you and know, the, the tools Not and everything. like a and sink on the third floor and, yeah. like, where do I get a piece of wood? Oh, Prince Lumber no longer exists, but, like, oh, and like in Depot, a delivery. food desert, you know, like. Totally. I guess to you at some point. But also, good things were encouraging me to come back. Yeah. I had come back for a month. And in that time... Um, <laughs> I think I had a purpose for when I was down here that was like family and and after that I was just like it was the decision just was more easy mm -hmm. yeah I want to spend time with my family and they're cool and very cool. we've got swamp space and we gotta it's a it's a family affair it's like you know it's an effort um, yeah, nobody can do it alone. Yeah. yeah, and I think the opportunity and, that you have now, you know, you have like you have like your studio practice, but you also have a gallery space, you know, yeah. where you can do a lot of things, you know, or nothing, can, or nothing. <laughs> like it's just, no, it's really like, and you have done a lot because it's already, the studio. You know? I mean, it's if like, anyone doesn't realize that, like we have, you know, we make work in the back, 
we do jobs like yeah. we make our own work but we do jobs so mm. um it's and still you, a learning experience like i've learned so much i learned so much from my dad like up until high school i go to the shop at cooper and i'm like i know how to use all these like tools already showing up everybody in shop techniques what else do you got um, yeah but that was just until i was 18 like i need to keep you could always I need learn to keep new. learning yeah um and i learn something like every week every time we are doing a job or whether we're making a piece of mine that I'm like, you know, what's the right way to do this? I like the problem solving of sculpture. Yeah. But I have been painting, so it's like diff both. Mm -hmm. different. Yes, not problem solving. It's just like um, problem making. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever feel you want to divide just like either do pain or do sculpture? What Or what is it innately that draws you that you feel you have to merge them? I have been merging them. Um, but I have just made a couple paintings that are just like on canvas. Wow. Stretched okay. canvas oil paintings. Oh, nice. very straightforward. Like a boss. <laughs> Feels so silly. How artist um, you I don't know what's going on with that. It'll come to you. you but I, I right. like combining them. Yeah, and that's actually something that was very big no-no at Cooper, at least with who I was studying with, like surface treatment. What's that? You wouldn't pass. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Particular. Would, it would be challenged as not being sculpture. Uh, a flat painting. Um, like, sculpture that was painted or was given... Like a, qualities, yeah. Yeah, like given a skin mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it had to and be the material I, or it had to be the, the original material that was the surface. Yeah, like my teacher was a was a welder, mm -hmm. so it was metal, which I love metal. Totally, I love metal work. I'd like to do more of it. I was definitely doing that there. Did you do Tiger Mig or oxyacetylene? All three. <gasps> well, yeah, come to you we for did classes. all three. I Let's walk after um, this. I had to do a little. I did got to do bronze casting. I got to like weld bronze. Exciting. We had aluminum casting, but a lot of just like I love grinding. A little noise. The grinding wheel. <laughs> Wearing you should put um, together our metal shop here at the bakehouse. Robert Chambers so long, is you know, still waiting. <laughs> it's been so long, but I would love to. You're working I will, on it. I would love to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's something that I haven't sought um, facility for. But, but you are also doing the project at residency yeah, right now. Yes, and you started in the fall, and you're at which library? Um, North Central. Nice. North Central. So that's on 95th Street and Northwest 27th. Mm -hmm. How'd you decide to do that? West like Little what, what brought you? You're like, oh, I, I could do this. <laughs> You're I looking know. at her. <laughs> I'm inspiring someone. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> well, you and Natalia <laughs> were yeah. people that I met, essentially, like, getting to know for real um, when I moved back. Um, and you were telling me, you know, you were doing it. So we talked I about it. I was doing it at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was interested in teaching. I hadn't ever taught before. I'd worked with kids, like I had cared for them um, in New York and things as job. Um, and I'm interested in like childhood development and I went to Montessori school, so I've always kind of, I think about that at times really? in the background cool. or some of my work deals with um, different things of my childhood. Um, 
and, uh, and works with children's artwork that I've found. So mm -hmm. I was like, all these things, you know, let's get in the classroom. It seemed like a great way to dip your toe in. I feel like it, but it's, it's more still, like you, you jump, yeah, neck, you, you get neck deep, even if it's thrown in the mm -hmm. in the deep end of the pool. Like it's yeah. really, it's really what it is. But then it's also like it gives you, you have. I, what I appreciate, you have a lot of freedom to build your own sketch, like your mm -hmm. own, um, you know, curriculum. You, you you can really do with the kids what you love, which was for me like fascinating. Like I shot Super Eight film with them. We did Polaroids. We did like um, cameraless film on 16 millimeter. Like cool. I was like doing every. We did weavings. We did, which the kids always said wrong because I taught them how to say weaving wrong. But it, it was like so. You know, it was really that was a like I was I was really enjoying mm -hmm. that freedom also. And then you know getting to know what it is like to teach classes and to yeah. do classroom management and I was just like and all the different yeah. teachers like in all the different pockets of the yeah. city and when you get together we share pictures of what we're doing yeah and that's pretty neat like you have this community it's, also it's a way right? of learning yeah. the city yeah get more you know in depth yeah, yeah. what kind yeah, of projects do you feel that you've enjoyed doing with the kiddos um do you do sculpture or painting we've done like I really like, I mean, my kids are pretty young, so it's also just getting a handle on like certain materials. So like, I like when they feel like they're improving on the mm -hmm. use of scissors or when they it's know the how things. to um, manipulate the things the way that they want and not end up with like a gob. <laughs> um, but I like, I, there's this little patio um, in our, because it's a pretty small library that I'm in. Um, and we're like in the children's library. So like um, whenever we can, when the weather's good, we go out on this little patio. And that's great. And they're in such a different space, like teaching outside. That's a cool thing. Where they can be messier and they're calmer because I don't know, the light. Just being outdoors there's, in nature. There's sounds, it's like not a controlled area, but they somehow are, are better behaved out there. Um, and yeah, I just love seeing what comes out of them. I don't try to steer it too heavily, but it's mm -hmm. it's fun to bring when I have certain materials that I have like a lot of excess of something that they've might not have that is kind of mysterious to them. They get excited. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, are there any upcoming projects or things that you're experimenting with or you're looking forward to that you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, well, we're having the teacher show. Cool. from Project Art um, in April. Nice. 22nd or 23rd. Where is that going to be this at time? At Mocha North Miami. It's going to be at the Mocha again. Yeah. Cool. Great. So I'm making a sculpture for that. It's going to be big. Mm. Nice. Two identical big sculptures. That's ah. kind of one. Again, is it one or two? <laughs> Whatever. That's exciting. And then we have the student show in June. Nice. And I'm actually going to be having a show in May by myself and I yeah I'm not going to share too much else but okay. it's going to be by myself TBD like multiple works solo show. show do you know where it's yeah. going to be um well I'm working it's with like Fordistas mm -hmm. Product 81 so they nice. do that yearly show of um I, last year it was Brian Butler mm -hmm. so it's this great program that like they work with um they have the, the sponsor of uh, Fordistas and 
they work to benefit charities. Nice. Autism Speaks, and I'm trying to get us to work with an additional one that relates to my show. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. And location TBD because we're doing it in a different place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I'm working with um, Karina oh, Hayes amazing. on that. So sweet. Um, she brought me in. She, I participated in her the sh- preliminary show that leads to the selection of the artists of this one, mm-hmm. um, up in West Palm Beach, and she's been so supportive. I think we just worked really well together, and she um, took the leap to put me forward as the person she wanted to continue working with. Okay. And uh, she actually runs the the. Buddhist Center that's next door to my studio. Mm-hmm. So we see okay. each other all the time and that's it's meant so to be. So it's really great. Yeah, we have like the energies flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also really, yeah. really important that you you know, you vibe it well has to with feel the right. people yeah. you work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Maria I'm, has one final question for you. Yeah, we are already oh my god at time, but one final question. You've been sitting in a magical rocking chair, it grants you three wishes. You can wish for anything and everything, but you have to say it out loud for it to come true. These are the rules of the rocking chair. What are your three wishes? I forgot (gasps) that there was this part. (laughs) That's how we like it, because we don't want rehearsed wishes. Actually, we don't care, as long as you say them out loud. (laughs) Anything. Anything and everything. (laughs) But you have to say it. The people must know what your three wishes are. I want my little Ford Ranger. Okay. My $500 Ford Ranger to live forever. <laughs> my baby. Um, I want the, the life's work of my uncle, Adolfo Sanchez, to be one day preserved and protected with, within a righteous institution. Yes. <laughs> this is true. So it doesn't get mold. True. Protected. Um, and because it's awesome. Yeah. Everyone. Um, and I wish we both know each other for a very long time. Oh. Well, I have a feeling we will. We definitely <laughs> will, Lulu. There's a long journey ahead of us, and that's one thing about coming We're home. Holding We're holding hands. hands. This is a, a pyramid of, of positivity. Coming home or coming to Miami, I feel like you get to encounter people who actually want to invest mm-hmm. in you as an artist and as a human being and just, like, be good humans. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited that yeah, you came back. special. You'll grow here without a doubt, and you'll... Uh-huh. explode into beautiful stars it'll be wonderful <laughs> thanks guys thank you so much for sitting thank with us thank you so much Lulu. Maria is there like anyone who listens to this yes to our listeners it's between who listen 30 to this. and 150 people oh, it depends on the session for tuning in we do apologize that they're not always as consistent as before we are recuperating sometimes things get cancelled life goes on but we are still here and we are grateful for you tuning in wherever you are whether you're driving or you're in your studio practice and we're grateful to people like you artists who come sit down with us and take time out of your busy schedules to share your story so thank you so much thank you thank you guys bye girls bye bye lulu bye everyone